It's Daily Thunder, booming out the truth of Jesus Christ live every weekday morning from the Ellerslie campus in Windsor, Colorado. To learn more, visit ellerslie.com. Hi, this is Eric Ludi. We just concluded our 14 weeks of training, and if any of you walked through Daily Thunder during that time with us, you know that we had a lot of fun. Uh, Nathan went through a series called Soul Drift. I think he had like 27 episodes. I went through a series called Spiritual Lessons from World War I, 42 episodes. If you missed those, oh boy, uh, you need to go to ellersley.com forward slash daily and dig up those uh, great archives, that great material. It was some powerful stuff over the summer. However, now we're in sort of a transition time for Daily Thunder because we're remodeling our campus, and guess what's included in that? Our studio. And so our studio for producing our Daily Thunder is going to be ready soon, and we're excited to debut it. But in the meantime, we're releasing three throwback series. So last week we did a series from Leslie called Overcoming Apathy. But this week we have a series from Nathan, one of those classic Nathan Johnson series. If you've ever been an Ellerslie student, you've heard the message Gnosko, which is a very significant foundational message in our training. Well, this is like Nathan unpacking Gnosko in a daily thunder manner. And so it's called The Intimacy of Knowing. I hope you really enjoy it. God's blessings. Welcome back. We're in session three of this idea of knowing Jesus intimately. Now, in the first session, we were looking at the three different words for the word knowledge or knowing something. Again, it's the word nostos, which is facts, data, or information. It's that newspaper headline kind of stuff. There was the word oida, which is this idea of perception and understanding. And then there was the word gnosko, which was this idea of knowing something, but knowing it through relationship or experience. It's this intimate kind of knowing. Now, in the last session, session two, we took that and was looking specifically at Philippians chapter three. And again, just as a quick review, Paul is saying that here I am, the best of the best of the best of the best. I had the right background, achievements, and education, and I got the awards, and I got the trophies, and I got the letterman's jacket. Basically, if the world was to look at my life, they would stand, cheer, and applaud. But Paul says, hey, when you take all of that and compare it to knowing Jesus, even if it's just a simple newspaper headline. If the newspaper headline, all it said was Jesus is Lord, that alone would be sufficient. He says, I'm willing to dump everything, count it loss. In fact, I'm willing to call it rubbish, dog dung, in view of knowing, just having information about Jesus. But then in verse 10 of chapter 3, Paul says, but I will not be satisfied with just mere facts and data and information about Jesus. Paul says, my hunger, my thirst, my drive is that I might know him, that I would get wrapped up in intimacy and oneness with the living God, that that I'm not just going to be satisfied with two plus two equals Jesus. I want the real thing. So I want to talk about that a little bit in this session. Uh, Years ago, I went to seminary. And don't hold that against me. But years ago, I went to seminary. And it was interesting, right before I went to seminary, my aunt pulled me aside and said, Nathan, I'm so excited that you're going to seminary, but can I just give you a warning? Don't lose Jesus at seminary. Now, I I shouldn't have done it, but I I remember myself kind of laughing and just kind of chuckling under my breath going, "Um, you do realize what seminary is, right? Like, we study the Bible. We spend time talking about Jesus. Like we go to classes to study the word. We do homework in the word. We sit at lunch tables and talk about Jesus. 
In the evenings, we sit around campfires and sing Kumbaya. I mean, this, this whole thing is about Jesus. And she just said, well, just, just be careful. And I was like, okay, whatever. So I made my way to seminarian. It was so interesting to me that when I got to seminary, what I discovered is that there's all these people who knew a lot about Jesus who actually didn't know Jesus. I mean, they could debate you up and down. They had all the theology. They, they knew the big academic words. They wrote the big papers. They, I mean, they, they knew all the stuff. But when you looked at their life, it was sadly lacking. It was quite depressing. There, there wasn't actually any healthy fruit coming out of them. See, they knew a lot about Jesus. They had the information and the academics, but they actually didn't know Jesus. Now, again, there's nothing wrong with academics. There's nothing wrong with information. In fact, you should read, you should study, you should go after Jesus in the word, and you should have information. I love to study. But in and of itself, that's actually, well, it's rather insufficient. Why? Because Jesus said, again, John 17, 3, this is eternal life. Well, what, what, what is eternal life? That they might gnosko you, the one true God, and Jesus Christ whom you've sent. That, that we would get wrapped up in relationship and intimacy with the living God. See, that's the reality of Christianity. Christianity is not a religion. It's relationship. And if you have him, woo, you're in. If you don't have it, don't have him, well, I'm sorry. I, I don't care how much you've gone to church and, and I don't care how much you've, you've, you've taught Sunday school and I don't care how much you paid the preacher. And, and I, I, I don't, I mean, all that stuff's important. But if you don't actually have life with Jesus, well, I'm sorry, friend. You're not going to make it to heaven. Again, because the determining factor between heaven and hell is, is not information. We're told in the New Testament that the demons even believe and tremble but they don't have intimacy. They don't have relationship. They will be judged. Do you have this? See, I had to fight tooth and nail in seminary to stay tight with this, that, that I would know Jesus like this. Oh, and I, I want that more. Oh, I want that more. See, just going to church, it actually is insufficient. I love the story that Corey Tim Boom shares. She, she, she says that there was one day this little mouse that was on a kitchen counter and the mouse was looking around and there was a jar of cookies. And of course the mouse was like, yes, a jar of cookies. And so the mouse was up on the counter and he grabs a wooden spoon and spun that thing around and climbed up the wooden spoon and was standing on the edge of the cookie jar. And with great delight and with exuberant glee, the mouse just cannonballs into the cookies. The cookie dust explodes around the jar and with great delight, the mouse shouts, Woo! I'm a cookie! No, that's not how it works. In fact, oh dear mouse, you've just ruined a good jar of cookies. I mean, we're throwing that thing out. We're not keeping them. See, a mouse falling into a cookie jar does not make that mouse a cookie. Nor does someone going to church make them a Christian. See, if you walk into a garage, you don't immediately become a vehicle. Well, what makes a Christian relationship? It's the intimacy kind of stuff. Uh, in the first session, I gave the illustration of Gnosko, this cute old couple. And I, again, I love cute old couples. And one of the reasons I love cute old couples is when you begin to study a cute old couple, it's really fascinating. See, cute old couples begin to talk like each other and 
act like each other and they start to look like each other. Could you imagine having that with Jesus? Could you imagine getting so wrapped up in relationship and intimacy with the living God that you begin to talk like him and think like him and act like him? In fact, you start to look like him. See, that's the reality of this intimacy, this relationship that we get to have with Jesus. I have a 10-year-old niece who's just uber cute and she was adopted. So I feel like I'm less biased when I say that she's really, really cute. But I have this 10-year-old niece and it's interesting. Once in a while, I'll pull up my phone and, and I'll, I'll look at her picture. And I'm like, oh, I, I just, I, I love Paisley. She is so adorable. And I, I just love pondering Paisley. And I can give you lots of information about my niece. You know, she's about this tall and here's her color of hair and color of eyes. And here's some things that she likes to do. But you, you realize that that is very different than when I get to go and visit my brother and, and sister-in-law and actually get to get down on the ground and play games with Paisley when I chase her around the house and I give her a little bit, a, a little bit of a tickle thing, right? See, that is completely different. One is experiential. One is relational. The other one is, well, it's just facts. It's just data. It's just information. C could you imagine going to a wedding and, and here's this strapping young guy here and then here's this beautiful bride here. And uh, of course he looks at her and says, oh, I love you. And she looks at him and says, oh, I love you too. Right, and that part's important, all right? And they turn and they link arms and they walk down in the aisle and you're down there and you're greeting them and you say, hey, hey, well done, congratulations. And you turn to the man, the groom, and you say, hey, do you know her? Well, of course he's gonna say, well, yeah, of course I know her, right? She's she's 5'10", brunette, green eyes. She likes long walks on the beach. You're like, no, 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 no. Not, not do you know information. Do you actually know her? And he would sit there and think and go, yeah, yeah, I do. See, I, I know what excites her. I, I know what makes her smile. I, I know what makes her sad. I, I, I'm getting to know her. Now, ask the same guy 50 years later, hey, do you know your wife? Do you know what he's going to say? He's going to say, I have no idea. I'm just kidding. That's not true. Do, do you know what he's really going to say? He's going to say, I actually know my wife better now than when I married her. And that a strange thought that, that if you married someone, you think you'd actually know all there is to know about them. But it's through 50 years of marriage and, and spending time with one another and getting wrapped up in relationship and intimacy that this thing becomes deeper and richer and better. What if we had that with Jesus? See, what, what if you and I could get wrapped up in Jesus where we don't just know facts and information about Jesus? And it's not that we can't just quote the scriptures about Jesus. What if we actually knew Jesus? See, what if we would get to heaven and the moment we see Jesus, we're like, oh, that's my best friend. And we run over and give him a huge hug. Now, we are to worship and we are to fall down at his feet and we are to worship in adoration. But before I worship, I want to give him a hug. Why? Because I've been spending my whole life getting to know him and having relationship and intimacy and oneness with the living God. This is eternal life, says Jesus. Would you go after Jesus? And again, it's not that information is bad. I keep saying that. It's not that information is bad. But you need this. You need to know Jesus intimately. Could, could you push aside just having facts? Could you push aside merely going to church? Could you push aside the data and the information? Would you pursue Jesus? Would you get all wrapped up in relationship with him? Hey, would you become like a cute old couple with Jesus where the more time you spend with Jesus, the more you start to act like him and talk like him and think like him. In fact, you start to look like him. Wouldn't it be amazing that when the world sees your life, who they actually see is Jesus?
that somehow you are hidden behind the shadow of the cross and he alone is glorified. He alone is magnified in your life. You need this. Daily Thunder is a listener-supported production of Ellerslie Discipleship Training. At Ellerslie, we are laboring to rouse the Church of Jesus Christ out of its lethargy and build brave-hearted Christians for such a time as this. Daily Thunder episodes are released every day, Monday through Friday, from our campus in Windsor, Colorado. And our weekly sermon is delivered live at 9 a.m. on Sunday mornings with a delayed live stream available at noon Mountain Time. Go to ellerslie.com forward slash daily to get all the details. Thanks for listening.